Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message.
I want to get into the word this morning. I promise, and this is the truth, I'm not going to hold you here long today. Um, but I want to uh, just talk about something that, that we all need to hear this morning, all of us. Uh, no, one, no one person over the other, we all need to hear it. Amen. Um, our church is going through some things right now. We got some people dealing with some things. We got some some people's family members that are dealing with things. We got sickness that is trying to ravage our churches. We 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 have some people that are struggling in their finances. These are things that happen every day, uh, but particularly it's hit our church for some reason pretty hard. Um, and when these things happen, sometimes, Amen. Uh, we one or two things happen. I often say fight or flight. You're either going to stand or you're going to run. And that's what happens. Uh, that's just life happening on life's terms. Uh, but I want to encourage you today because a lot of times we, we feel beat down about what's going on out there and even sometimes in here uh, in churches all around the world. But today, I just want to encourage you. Can I do that? Amen. Our scripture is going to come out of 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. That's 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. God is good, church. And God is still in the miracle-working business. I'm going to prove it to you this morning. Amen? Hallelujah. That's 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10. And it reads like this. But you are a chosen people. Somebody say chosen people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Come on, church, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for what you are about to do. Lord, I am making a declaration by the power and the authority under the blood of Jesus Christ that people are going to be healed this morning. Regardless of what is going on in the world right now and in the atmosphere right here, you have already decreed it that people will be set free, healed, and delivered. Lord, I am only a man. I am nothing more than flesh, God. And all I can ever hope for is that you'll work through me. I ask that I would remove myself from this situation so that you may get the glory. Thank you for everybody that is here. We come against every distraction that is in this house right now. We ask that you would remove it that you would evict the enemy that would try to come in and be a source of a blockade for those that have something that they need to hear. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, church. Church, can I tell you something? We need a reminder. We need a reminder this morning. That's the title of my sermon. We need a reminder. Uh, you know, uh, it's easy to get caught in the rigors of life right now, church, because of what is all going on, when things begin to happen. And human nature, uh, church, is so that uh, when we are tormented or hurting, we turn our focus to the people, places, and things that are giving us so much pain instead of focusing on God. Uh, yeah, and I believe that the older we get, church, and start to recognize that life just happens regardless of how we feel about it, uh, some of us, regardless of that, become a little bitter. And it's because we are flesh. That's all we are. And it should make sense if people act like this. Amen. But I have some questions that may put some things into perspective for some of us that are struggling this morning. Uh, how do we tell someone 
uh, that has a terminal illness to keep holding on if you've never gone through it yourself. Yeah, how do we comfort a child or an adult that has lost their mother if yours or ours is still in the land of the living? Uh, how can we speak negatively about folks kneeling for their beliefs at football games if we've never been roughed up by the police because of the color of our skin? Oh, I'm going somewhere this morning. Hallelujah. Uh, how can we talk about the salvation of newly saved rappers and entertainers when we ourselves have never had the pressures of a public life of sin? Uh, our sin stayed hidden because, guess what? We were not famous. Oh, yeah. Uh, but my point is this. Yeah, I'm going somewhere this morning, I promise you. Uh, as Christians, church, get this. We are constantly dealing with our beliefs, emotions, and thoughts about everything and everyone else watching the world go by. But watch this. While often forgetting one important element of our salvation, and that is how good God has been to us, in spite of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But get this, though, church, and I want you to listen. Uh, we all need a reminder this morning. We need a reminder not because we are necessarily ungrateful or because we love God any less. Uh, mostly we need a reminder because many of us are dealing with an unholy alliance to distraction. Some of us are even distracted right now. And distraction takes on many different forms. And what God has been looking for, church, is for a people that will shun these very distractions that we are under and say clearly, for God I live, and for God I die. That's it. He's looking for those type of people. We have to be reminded of how good God is, because God is still in the chain-breaking business, church. And some of us have been in bondage for a long period of time because what we are going through. But I'm here to tell you today that you deserve, somebody say, I deserve, to be set free. Uh, is there anybody knows that they need a reminder this morning? Yeah, see, if you believe, then you ought to really grab a hold of this thing because just like we need a reminder, there are people that all over the world need a reminder of how good God is, church. Uh, what you have to understand, when we look at the text, Peter often had to remind himself of this very thing of God's goodness. Uh, he knew all too well about what it meant to be persecuted. The disciples were persecuted for the cause of Christ. Uh, Peter was beaten and jailed. Uh, he was often threatened and witnessed other Christians dying before his very eyes. Uh, yeah, see, Peter watched as the church was being scattered because people professed Christ as their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, just like happening today in 2019. Life, as they say, had been no crystal stair for Peter. Uh, he came up the hard way, just like some of us. Yes, some of us have come up the hard way too. Uh, we've experienced feelings of being crushed and overwhelmed. Some of us are feeling that way even now. Others are even losing hope right now because of what we are going through and because of some difficult times. But get this, we've allowed Satan to use people to speak death, hell, and destruction into our circumstances. But church, I'm here to remind you of how good God is this morning. God is still on the throne, church. Uh, yeah, see, what you have to understand is that he still reigns supreme. Uh, he still is the king of kings 
and the Lord of Lords. The weight of our dilemma that what we're going through is a mere feather in the hands of God. We need a reminder because some of us are thinking about some things that we shouldn't be thinking about. Some of us are thinking about losing it this morning, but we need to make a declaration today. We need to be still and refresh our memory this morning because God is good anyhow in spite of what's going on in our lives. Do you believe that? Then give God some praise. Hallelujah. But here's the thing, church. The first thing we need to do is receive. We have to be in a position to receive. Uh, we need to receive that we are loved by God. Uh, Des, when you said it this morning, I said, I know I'm preaching something right here. Uh, Peter tells the early church that we are God's special possession. Now, historically speaking, Peter wrote to Jewish Christians who were experiencing trauma because of their beliefs. He wrote to them because he knew they were about to go through. He understood that he needed to give God's people a reminder of how much God loved them. Uh, Salvation Church, even today, is the ultimate gift of love. Uh, it is something that money nor power can buy. I don't, have, I don't care how much money you have, how much access to resources you have. When you have salvation, you are better than anybody that has all the riches in the world. Uh, but God chose us for his love for us. Now, I want you to think of it this way. Get this. Now, tens of thousands of people will eventually sit in this new Raider Stadium here in Las Vegas, right? And each and every one of those people come from different walks of life. I don't care where you come from, money, everything. Everybody is going to look a little different. Some are going to come from some different ethnic backgrounds. But here's what's really significant about this church. With every person coming from every walk of life, get this, not everyone will know Christ in that new stadium. It's quiet. Some may never get to experience salvation the way you do. Yeah, because despite popular opinion, not everybody is going to grab a hold of this thing before Christ comes back. And yet, in spite of it all, if you, I'm talking about everybody in here, God's people step into that new stadium, you take on the mark that others don't have. You know what that mark is? That's the mark of Jesus Christ. We carry the mark of salvation, church. That is evidence that God loves us. We are God's property. Don't you understand this morning? And if we are God's property, how can his property be broken when it belongs to him? I'll wait. Yeah, see, nothing that belongs to him is broken. He's the potter, right? And aren't we the clay? Then why would the potter make junk that is broken? Why would the potter paint a vase the same way? Ooh. We've been given a unique mark. We are unique in the sight of God. He loves us that much. Church, we are his masterpiece. Don't you know you're God's masterpiece? Have, has, it, has life been that bad and have we been beaten down so much that we've forgotten where we've come from? If I ask every one of you to give your testimony this morning, and maybe that's what should have happened this morning, if I ask every one of you to give your testimony about where you came from, whether you were on drugs, whether you were in domestic violence situations, whether or not you had abusive parents, whether or not you were violated as a child or all of the above, but you're still here. Isn't that evidence that God loves you? Who God. And some of us have been walking around here believing that we are junk. 
and not his masterpiece. But the devil is a liar. Uh, we are not broken. I said we are not broken. Uh, we are not cast aside. We are his promise. Somebody say I'm his promise. We belong to him, church. God loves us that much, and he desires to do his best in us. Uh, yeah, see, I remember, and I want you to listen to me. I remember when I was coming up, the, the absence of a father in my life. You cannot underestimate how that has affected me as an adult even now, how I've had to deal with things, even the small things, not being able to fix things around the house and having to call someone for that. You know, we laugh about that, and it's funny, but, and, and that is funny, but, but the reality is, is that not having a father in my home as a child not only affected me in that way, but it also affected my confidence, my everyday confidence. And some of you have been through that same thing. Some of you have had things taken and snatched out of your life for whatever particular reason. And I can tell you that when I was coming up, I couldn't, I never had the sense that I was good enough. I always felt like I had something to prove, even as an adult. And it wasn't until I got married that my wife was like, what are you trying to prove? What are you, who are you trying to prove it to? You know what? She had her daddy in her life. They weren't perfect. Amen. But I didn't have that. And I can tell you, it affected my life greatly. I struggled for many years. I struggled to understand my identity. I constantly looked for affirmation in men, in older men, because I was looking for a father. That's how much I struggled with this thing. And I know some of you in here have struggled in that way too. Church, but here's the thing, and this is my second thing. We have been given an identity that will always remind us of who we are. Our mark of God, our mark of salvation, is an eternal reminder of God's goodness. Some of you need to be reminded of how good God is this morning. I know we're going through church, and I would not sit here, and I would not minimize that which you have been through. But can I tell you something? God has been good anyhow. Because let me tell you something. I'm telling you. There are people all over the world that are suffering, that aren't going to see an end in sight, but they still believe. And blessed are they that believe but have not seen. The text says, now get this, that once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. What they're basically saying, what God is saying in that moment is, you have an identity in me. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You have received the gift of grace church, God's mark of grace has an eternal memory. Let me break it down this way for you. How many of you have lifted weights in your life? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, your physical body has something that is called muscle memory. Anybody ever heard of that? You have something that's called muscle memory. When we are young, our bodies are generally strong, right? When we are active and work out and look the part, particularly when we are young. But as we know, over time, when we stop being less active and life starts happening, we start eating good, falling in love, all those things. We start looking a little out of shape, right? Yeah, yeah, right? When I was, when I was 20, 19, 20, I was, I was buff, right? Had the six-pack or the 12-pack or whatever. Now I got no pack, right? <laughs> but there's, my wife's like, uh-huh. <laughs> but there are some, get this, that are able to recover, right, even after years of being inactive. That's why you see people sometimes in their 40s, they decide they want to get back in shape. Yeah, they have muscle memory. 
Praise Chapel, God's mark of grace upon us has an eternal memory, much like muscle memory. That is so powerful like we used to be, that no matter where you go and no matter what you've been through, and no matter how you may feel, church, uh, no matter hell, how much hell you have endured, get this, God gives you the strength even when you don't know it. When you have muscle memory in your physical body, you don't know it. It's not until you begin to work, work out and lift weights that you begin to see this thing, right? You start to see gains. When we begin to get in God's presence, we, we, we begin to see gains in our life, right? Where we were once broken, now we are put back together. That's what muscle memory is like in the spirit realm, church. That's why in Jeremiah 3.14, the prophet reminds us that God is married to the backslider. How many people have you known have gone back out and come back, but God forgave him anyhow? That's an eternal memory. That's like having muscle memory in the physical. God has given us an eternal memory, which is grace. Church, once his mark of grace is on you, there is nothing that you can't come back from. I'm going to say that one more time. Once his mark of grace is on you, there is nothing he can't bring you back from and that you can't come back from. He'll give you a reminder. <laughs> I'm going to tell this story much to the behest, excuse me, much to the behest of uh uh, probably my wife, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I, I, I remember um, <laughs> back in 2013, um, I decided uh, that I was going to move to Asia. Now, now, my wife didn't know me at the time, but um, I, right before, some friends of mine that I went to, to high school went through me a party. And everybody was in there. It was really festive, and everybody was having a great time, and everybody was intoxicated and doing all this crazy stuff. You know, and I, you, you know, I was there, but um, what was significant is, is that I didn't think anybody like me was in there. But this is, this is how good God is to you sometimes. Now, I'm less than 24 hours about, about way to get on a plane halfway across the world. I've never been that far away from home. And lo and behold, somebody would come stumbling into the room like this. They clearly were intoxicated, right? And so they're like, are you the guy that's going to, to the Philippines to live? I said, yeah, I am. Now, I'm sitting in the kitchen. While everybody around me is just doing their thing. And they say, you know, I don't know if, you, if, if, if I can tell you this, but, but you know, God is really going to use you there. And I thought that was the oddest thing because this person was drunk as a skunk. Oh, I'm telling the truth. And when I say they was tore up, they was tore up. And I'm like, okay. And they were like, can I pray for you? And I'm like, huh? I said, huh? Like, I'm like, not really, you know, but... But, you know, but they, they said, you know what, just lift your hands. That's, I'm I can't make this up as much as I, 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 as much as I would like to, y'all. I can't make it up. They said, lift your hands. And I began to lift my hands. And they began to just pray. And I'm talking about people were standing and watching like, what is happening? Somehow this person who was doing whatever found me and began to pray for me that I would be usable over in the Philippines. Isn't that something? Sometimes God will take different routes and things that we never thought could happen to remind us how much he loves us. That's how good God is, church. Whew. Our praise is a personal reminder of God's goodness. That, that's my last thing. The text says that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Church, he brought us out. I know it don't look that way right now, but he's already brought us out. We have to speak those things as if they already are. 
Some of us need to make a declaration of praise this morning. Uh, even if we are still in the storm, and it may not look like we are, uh, we have to praise as if it's already done. Praise like that report came back positive, church. Praise like there's money already coming when everybody said wasn't nothing coming. Uh, you got to praise like that prodigal son or daughter is coming back home and they're getting saved. Uh, yeah, praise like you've already a registered nurse, amen? <clears throat> praise like you're already on the school board. Just praising, church. Because here's the thing. The enemy wants you to believe that there is no hope, but there is hope. You are walking evidence that there is still hope. Our praise is a weapon against spiritual memory loss, church. It really is. Can we just praise today? And I'm getting, I'm, I'm serious, I'm done. Y'all can come on. Psalm 107 says, we give thanks to the Lord for he is good. When we praise him, church, we are making a declaration to our Lord and Savior that we have not forgotten how good he is. And I want y'all to remember how good he is today. You know, um, there's a guy in Virginia by the name of uh, Todd Hall. He's a, he's a minister, and he's been a minister for over 30 years. And, and this, this is a significant uh, testimony that I use from time to time to remind y'all that God can do anything. Um, this person uh, was, in a, was living uh, in an assisted living facility, and he had had a stroke um, because, he, you know, he, he had had an overdose, and he had a stroke. Well, what, what, what was so significant about this is that he decided to go to a church service for a three-day revival. And so the first day he went, uh, he got up because, you know, the preaching was just not what he was used to. And he went into the bathroom, but they had speakers in the bathroom. And, and, and like, which is an odd thing because you wouldn't think that that would be. But they, in a lot of large churches back on the East Coast, they do that. They have speakers in bathrooms. And so somebody said that was doing the altar call, there's somebody in the bathroom right now that needs to know if they would just praise they would come out of their situation. So he'd start looking around like, is they talking to me, right? He's, you know, he's, he's in the bathroom. So he leaves, comes back the second day, gets up. Same thing happens. Person says, whoever's in the bathroom, if you would just praise, you would come out of your circumstance. Well, the third day he went in, same thing happened. Still didn't go to the altar, still didn't praise. But something happened when he began to go back home. When he went back home, uh, there were two other people that went to the service with them that, in that assisted uh, living facility. And what happened was they just decided that they were going to praise in their house. And as they began to praise in their house, he began to get back all of his faculties, all of the, all of the, the, the oxygen that, that had left his arms and, and, you know, slurred speech had gone away. That's the power of praise, church. God can heal. He can set free. He can deliver because of praise. Let me, let me move on. We have to be in a position to receive his love, to believe that. And you have to remember that you have a mark that you've been given from the moment you were reborn in him. We have to praise, church. Look, let me put all this away. He loves us so much. When is the last time you've just looked over your life in the last five years and think about what God has done for you? Just begin to think on that. Do you love him like you say you do, church? Do you really love him like you say you do? If you love him like you say you do, then give him a reminder today by praising him.